Welcome back to Cloud Talk Radio by Rashpixel.fm, the podcast that shows do-gooders, nonprofits, and businesses how to build win-win partnerships that raise money and change the world. This podcast is brought to you by Engage for Good and Selfish Giving. You can find full show notes and additional resources for today's episode at engageforgood.com and selfishgiving.com. Now, on to today's episode. Hey everyone, it's Joe Waters, and I want to welcome you to another exciting episode of Cause Talk Radio. On the line with me, of course, is Megan Strand. Hey, Megan. Hey, hey. Megan, we have a great show today. And we have a West Coast show today, too. Yay! I know. West Coast people, they rock. We do. Thank you. On the line with us today, Megan, is Dashiell Schuler, and he is the Associate Director of Development and External Relations at KEXP. And he's here to tell us about something called, I mean, this is really creative. And Megan, I really have to hand it to you because you go out and find all these great show ideas. I had help and with this And when I was one. reading, I don't know, I was just reading about it. I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> so he's talking to us today about International Clash Day, okay? And this day celebrates music as a tool for social consciousness. And it involves the English rock band, The Clash, that makes social consciousness sound so damn good. Welcome to the show, Dashiell. Thank you so much for having me. This is all, I mean, this is such a unique idea. I can't wait to get into this today, Dashiell. Can you start by telling us a little bit about, well, first of all, tell us a little bit about uh, KEXP and then tell us how you folks got involved with International Clash Day. Yeah, absolutely. So KEXP is a nonprofit arts organization. We have a mission to enrich lives by championing music and discovery. Um, So we're all about upholding popular contemporary music of all different genres as a critical art form and um, all about celebrating the idea that music makes our lives better. Um, We're probably best known for our public radio broadcast here in Seattle at 90.3 FM and around the world at kexp.org. And we're also pretty well known for our live performance videos, which are are on YouTube. Um, We also operate a public-facing facility here at Seattle Center, which uh, for non-Seattleites is the home of the Space Needle. Um, And we host hundreds of free live performances here at our facility. Well, and you, so you guys created this thing called International Clash Day back in 2013. So can you tell us what that is and how it got started? Sure. Yeah. So International Clash Day is an annual celebration of the music and the message of um, the highly influential UK punk band, The Clash. Uh, It falls each year on February 7th, um, which uh, is actually just a completely arbitrary date. Um, (laughs) uh, The holiday was sort of made up out of of nowhere by our morning show host, John Richards. Um, uh, Back in 2013, he was was doing his show. He played one Clash song, then decided, well, that sounded good. I'm going to play another one. Just kept playing the Clash and sort of uh, in a tongue-in-cheek way declared that that day was International Clash Day. And amazingly, the next year on, on February 7th, he remembered that it was International Clash Day. And That is amazing. And over the years, um, the day just kind of took on more and more meaning as we dove deeper into the message behind the songs. Um, the Clash and the lead singer Joe Strummer, as folks might know, were really known for their, active, their activism and, and their commitment to social justice. And um, at the heart of many of their songs were these messages of anti-racism and anti-poverty, anti-war, pro-solidarity, inclusion, um, and and peace. So uh, really, the last couple of years, we've been reaching out to other nonprofits and other public radio stations and government officials and 
businesses and getting uh, more folks involved in celebrating the music and message of the Clash. So you folks have uh, leveraged a lot of nonprofits to be involved in this event. Like, how did it grow so organically over time? Well, I think really the most crucial catalyst for that kind of uh, growth, uh, it it came when we when we truly leaned into celebrating the message, um, this anti-racism, anti-poverty, pro-inclusion message. When we paired that with uh, a really intentional effort to make the day less about about us and about KEXP, our programming, and more about the way that music can inspire social change, that really helped International Clash Day to, to take off with, with partner organizations. And I think that that is a really important lesson because any nonprofit or, I guess, for-profit, for that matter, can really easy, easily get caught up in their own primary activity. For us, that's curating music experiences on the radio and online. Um, and the most important thing we can do is kind of step back and make sure that we're pursuing the mission. And for us, that's enrichment through music. I wonder if you could give us a couple of examples of the partnerships that have grown from this event, maybe some of the nonprofit partnerships. And you mentioned companies involved as well. So we'd love to hear about either or both of those as examples. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So um, I can give you a couple a couple of examples um, that, that happened this past year with International Clash Day. Um, some organizers in Kent, Ohio, put together over a dozen events in that town to celebrate International Clash Day, including a zine-making workshop, a presentation on community radio, music, and social movements, a DIY radio station workshop, a kindergartner's creative expression workshop, and several live music events. Wow. In Nashville, there's a record store called Grimey's, and they hosted a day-long celebration that included a Clash cover band performance, and they partnered with um, their local community station, uh, WXNA, along with the ACLU of Tennessee and an organization called Brightheart, which is uh, an organization that works in Nashville uh, to engage, connect, and empower citizens for positive change through voting and civic participation. Um, in Salt Lake City, there's a radio station called KRCL. They did, a, they did clash programming all day long like we do. Uh, and they also hosted a live event with the mayor of Salt Lake City reading an International Clash Day proclamation live on there. So yes. International Clash Day proclamations is something that we've been pursuing over the last couple of years where, where we work with local governments, a lot, of, a lot of local elected officials throughout the country and uh, a few um, Canadian uh, cities as well to, to get them to issue official proclamations declaring that it's International Clash Day in those, in those locations. Um, there were over 100 radio stations all around the world that did International Clash Day programming. Um, a radio station that um, we spoke to on the air um, did uh, 12 hours of Clash music programming. Um, this is a station down in Mexicali, Mexico called UABC. Uh, and they also brought in local writers and musicians to share their stories and their thoughts about the enduring influence of the Clash. Now, did any of these were any of these used to to raise money or to get people to take an action, or was it really just celebrating the music and the message? And if the latter, then you know how how was that message kind of conveyed through some of these events? Maybe even some of the stuff you guys were doing locally. It, it depended on 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 you know what it is that the that the sponsoring organization wanted to do. Um, so for for us, we 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 uh, used it to sort of try and um, connect people with social causes that they might think are important or um, let them know about information um, uh, about organizations that are doing good work in their in our community here. That same thing for some of these other uh, cities that I've already mentioned, um, as well as dozens and dozens of others. So some of them just celebrated the music. I mean, honestly, um, 
with the clash the first hook is the is the music right and when when it when when the that music came out it was unlike anything other uh, anything else and they blended pretty straightforward punk with um reggae and funk and r&b and garage and even early hip-hop um and so they were really sort of musically omnivorous in a way that created really interesting and compelling music and then the thing that kept you going with the clash was the message and and this idea that music can be used to advance a social cause or um can be used to bring up a topic um, so that we can have a bigger conversation as a community around that topic. So, Dasho, do you manage everything from Seattle in terms of the stations? Like, how do the stations learn about Clash Day? Is it something just organic that's happened with them, or is there some type of organization behind the scenes where you are involved in every station's efforts? This year, we we worked really hard to make it not as much about us um, and more about um focusing on the partners that would be involved. And so we created a sort of a, a, a toolkit for anyone who might want to pursue their own international Clash Day programming. And that toolkit included um, graphics, it included messaging. We put together a website. We work with a, a, lo- um, a uh, local office of a, of a quite large marketing and branding company um, to put together this kind of graphics and branding kit um, that people could use on social media or alter to fit their needs. Um, and then we put together this website where different organizations, whether they're a uh, radio station or a record store, a music venue, or um, a city uh, declaring an international clash day, people could um, sign up on the website and, and then everybody could see uh, who is participating from all over the world. And we had uh, radio stations on all seven continents participate in international clash day this year. Including Antarctica, there's a station down <laughs> nice. in Antarctica at uh, that did uh, International Clash Day with us, uh, and we actually talked to one of the, a couple of the DJs live on the air um, that day, uh, which is really really fun uh, to do. Uh, radio station in, in Beijing, a few in Japan, um, several in uh, in Europe, a, a couple radio stations in uh, in South Africa. I think a, about a dozen in, in South That's America. That's crazy. Yeah, you know, it, it kind of reminds me of something. We just had a webinar this week about. Um, local engagement. And one of the things they were talking about, the presenters were talking about, was engaging local radio stations. Um, And it strikes me that this type of event is the perfect way for certain types of nonprofit organizations to get involved in a local radio station. Or even, Joe, what do you think about this idea? Creating your own event, kind of like International Clash Day, and pitching it to the, the local radio station. And the other thing that's interesting to me is the fact that you know, radio is not just a local market thing anymore. I mean, you guys are streamed online at KEXP and people hear you from all over the all over the world. So, um, you know, it's so interesting how much wider of a footprint that local radio can have nowadays. Yeah, I think I think radio is a really interesting platform because um, a lot of times, particularly community radio can be so democratic and and you can have involvement um, with um, nonprofit leaders. You can have involvement with uh, artists. Um, and and nonprofit radio, community radio is a, is a really accessible platform to get in, engaged with. You know, uh, one of the things I was wondering, Dashiell, is in when we talk about local radio, is that really growing across the country? Because, you know, I think the challenge with so many radio stations these days is they're like stuck in their own format. You know what I mean? In the sense like they're playing country or they're playing 60s, 70s and 80s. And then they're playing or you have a thing that all they play is top 40 and stuff like that. Do you have trouble in terms of identifying like popular stations that can run a campaign like this because things are so programmatic now in the radio world? We tend to focus on um, on on a 
on an existing network of community-focused radio stations that prim- primarily are, are nonprofit radio stations um, that don't have um, that don't have um, advertising or profit as their primary motivator. They have service to the community as their primary motivator and engagement with the community. So. Um, uh, so there's a there's a whole network of uh, small, um, sometimes low power uh, stations as well as um, uh, college stations that that really want to engage in the programming that serves um, you know a, a programmatic need in terms of um, needing to focus on um, uh, putting together a really great radio show and 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 compelling uh, compelling content, but at the same time uh, allows them to get to a, a deeper message so um, they, they can talk about something that's happening in their community um, without necessarily having to sort of bash people over the head with a, with a message. I would imagine that talking about social justice in 2013 was a hot topic, but I can only imagine that now it has grown in importance and in um, visibility, I would imagine, with your listeners. Have you seen new supporters of International Clash Day as a result? Uh, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think, um, I think people recognize that um, music is a, a, is a, is, can be the center of a conversation, right? So we've seen many of the topics that were addressed by The Clash and by The Clash's lead singer, Joe Strummer, come up um, in, in, in recent current events, conversations around immigrant rights, gun violence, um, freedom of speech, environmental issues, poverty, just activism in general have all been uh, become sort of a part of daily life for a lot of people in the last couple of years. Um, and the idea that mu- music can help us have these conversations and music can help advance a cause that's the thing that people are really connecting with right now. Um, there's a there's a quote that sort of uh, started floating around in the beginning of 2017 from Henry Rollins, who's the lead singer of the punk band Black Flag, um, and he said, "This is not a time to be dismayed. This is punk rock time." <laughs> I like that. I love that. Yeah. This is this is a time when when you can when you can really use music as a way to advance um, a cause, to advance a purpose. So I feel like that's becoming more and more true each day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so uh, you know one of the things I was curious Dashiell, is your general manager your president at your um, or your executive director at the station and stuff do do they recognize the value of this to the station itself like in terms of putting uh, kexp on the map oh absolutely I think I think we see international clash day and similar efforts as a as a vital part of our service to the community and a vital part of our uh, developing um, compelling programming it's really a way for us to expand our influence beyond what would be possible if we were merely looking to serve people through our radio product right it allows us yeah. to advance this mission to enrich lives by championing music and discovery uh, through an organizing activity as well as through putting together really great radio programming. So often I talk to nonprofits and especially local nonprofits, Dashiell, and, and I was just having this conversation with someone today, is what I love about what you're doing is you are doing something that's bigger than your station, right? It's not really about who you guys are, and you're taking kind of a, not just even a national perspective on it, but an international perspective. And so often, even with smallish organizations, I really encourage them to embrace something that's big than themselves, right? And that's what I think you've done here. Well, yeah, absolutely. It has to be bigger than us. When it's not all of us in our programming, it just becomes way more universal, um, way more an, an, an interesting and exciting cause to be a part of 
right? When we, when we make it less about sort of promoting our own programming and we make it more about here's this amazing um, thing that you can get involved in. It can catalyze conversations um, around, uh, around a topic of interest. It can help celebrate a band that, that you love. It can help you make connections with a, with a local elected official. As we saw in, in dozens of cities um, in the last few years, um, s- local stations or um, advocacy organizations or even um, venues they're they're connecting with their local elected officials sometimes for the first time around this cause, and that can lead to to more conversations in the future, uh, hopefully uh, around other issues that are important to these organizations. I'm just wondering about going back to Joe's question about the benefit to KEXP. Can you think of anything specifically that's kind of come back to KEXP as a direct result of International Clash Day? I think the I think the real opportunity for us is a leadership opportunity. Um, when we when we demonstrate um, that that we are we are here to support um, an art form and and um, the the exploration of an art form as a as a as a tool for a greater social good, that's that's so much more valuable than 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 merely putting together good content. And and uh, our our listeners, our donors, our supporters, they they see that we're that we're um, attempting to lead in this way, and they uh, they recognize that. Uh, KEXP uh, is truly an arts organization that they can support. And we're we're not just a, a public radio station, um, and uh, and when and when we put ourselves in that position, uh, I think that we've seen time and time again that people respond and people recognize that um, leadership is something that they want to support. Mm. And, you know, I think there's other great examples about that too, Dashiell and, and Megan, where you look at someone like the, um, you know, the San Francisco Museum of Modern Art, they just came out with their own podcast. And there was a little d- debate in the museum about what the podcast should be about. And some people were about, well, it should be about the art that we have here in San Francisco. And and people pushed back and they said, no, it should be about modern art in general. Let's take on a bigger topic here than ourselves. And it's something that it's worked out well for them. Yeah, that that seems like a, exactly the same impulse. You 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 take on that bigger conversation, and um, and it becomes um, it, you really open up a lot more opportunities than if you sort of focused on your own work and your own, in your own local community. You, you can make it make much bigger than yourself. You know what I'm excited about, Megan and Dashiell, is like how can we apply other musicians to this format? and create other opportunities. I mean, I'm thinking about starting something around Battery Manilow. <laughs> you and Nolan. Dashiell, Dashiell, would that go over, do you think? I mean, do you think I could have a similar impact with that? I, I don't know. I'm going to I'm gonna have to talk to our, uh, our music director about that one. I think you might need to find a different radio station for that show. <laughs> yeah, The Clash is much more appropriate, that's for sure. But, you know, what's so, what's so interesting is, is when I first understood this and I read about it, Dash, I was like, yeah, you know, the the clash is such a great example of what they're trying to accomplish. And, you know, and it's like it makes sense that it started from the clash, you know, and and something good has really come from that. I think that's what makes it so great is that it started with the music. Yeah, absolutely. I think um and and it's and it's really interesting to see to 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 have watched it grow in this way where it really was um primarily about the music at the beginning. And and at this point it seems like it's it's um, it's primarily about the message. It's primarily about this idea um, that uh, you can use music as a as a uh, as a social catalyst. You can use music to advance a a, a political cause, um, and 
and and and specifically uh, about the about this message that the clash had um, around anti-racism, around embracing people different from yourself, um, and around uh, fighting poverty, fighting uh, violence. Well, Dashiell, this is so fantastic. We so appreciate you coming on Cause Talk Radio to talk to tell our listeners a little bit more about International Clash Day. If people want to find out more about you or connect with you online or learn about International Clash Day, how might they do that? Well, they can learn more about International Clash Day by going to internationalclashday.com or kexp.org. Uh, you can also follow KEXP on all social uh, media platforms and on YouTube at KEXP. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at underscore Dashel underscore. Excellent. We'll include all of that in the show notes. Joe, where can people find you online? Uh, people can find me on Twitter at Joe Waters. Make sure to say hello and make sure to visit SelfishGiving.com and sign up for my newsletter. It goes out every Wednesday morning. Lots of cause news information and tips. I'm always looking for great programs like Dashel's and maybe you'll find a couple of your own. Megan, what about you? Where can people find you? I'm also on Twitter at Megan Strand and I tweet for Engage for Good at Engage for Good, which is also where you can find show notes for today's episode engageforgood.com as well as selfishgiving.com as joe just mentioned and of course while you're online we ask that you please subscribe to cause talk radio and apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts we're now on spotify also google play so and while you're there leave us a review we would love to know what you'd like to hear more of and on behalf of dashel and joe and myself i'd like to thank you so much for joining us for cause talk radio today we'll talk to you next time 